0: In today's show, we're talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves from a fantasy point of view, Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. We are here to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves from a fantasy point of view so let's get stuck straight into doing that right now but today's episode is brought to you by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them that locked on sent you all right so let's look at this timberwolves team and see how uh things play out for them they have 49 quality games for the season that is below average so just be cautious with them in terms of streaming guys in They also have uh, 13 back-to-backs, which is below average, but there's no real major injury concerns on this squad that we need to worry about there. With the back-to-back situations, they've got a pretty shitty default Yahoo playoff schedule, though. 3-4-3, 10 games across that default Yahoo, which uh, ends on April the 3rd. In my uh, default playoff-recommended schedule ending on March the 20th, they do have 11 games, and that's a 4-4-3 combination. So a pretty strong playoffs if you are going to use that format that I do suggest for fantasy playoffs with 11 games across that uh, three-week period, which is one of the highest. In fact, that is the highest that anybody has over that uh, over that three-week period. So they look pretty good in that sort of a, a situation. Let's look at some pressure points on this team things that can change and and muck up our projections Um, I guess it's the role of Malik Beasley is one of those ones because if Beasley is starting which which I do expect him to do then it does have an impact on the other starters it has an impact on Beasley as well because he has to share the ball with Russell and Edwards and Towns in that starting lineup. Whereas the other option, they could throw Josh Okoge in there and have a Kogi and McDaniels be really low usage players who are out there to defend. And then Beasley gets a run at a sixth man role, which does help his value. So while I don't think that Beasley starting would have a giant impact on Russell or Edwards, it'd have some impact, but it'll have a major impact on Beasley. But if Beasley does come off the bench and it does help his overall value while giving a boost to those other guys' numbers as well... So that is one to watch which could have an impact on where we see the value of Edwards Russell and Beasley. We also don't know exactly what a full off-season of Chris Finch is going to look like. He came in mid-season after Ryan Saunders was fired. But will he change what he does? We saw a little bit of that with some more playmaking going through Carl anthony Towns, just a, a lot more rotation decisions and offense that made a lot more sense. But now there's a full offseason to implement this. There's a full training camp coming up. So will we see more Carl anthony Towns in a playmaking role? I think there's a distinct possibility that we do see that. And how that translates across the fantasy is going to be really, really interesting for us to see. And then uh, lastly, Jaden McDaniels, who is a pretty popular late-round pick. I think he's almost definitely going to be the starter at power Ford. He probably plays 30 minutes, maybe 32-33, but they could also play him 28 minutes and give minutes to guys like Jared Vanderbilt and Torian Prince there. Yeah, McDaniels is going to be in a position where his usage is fairly low because of the players around him. I don't think anybody would be too surprised about that. But you know, how his role looks, can he expand upon what he does, does really... Um, does really help or hinder that potential breakout candidacy. And let's talk breakout candidacy now because he is the breakout candidate on this team. I don't really see who else that could be. I really like looking at McDaniels as a late round pick. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's not even ranked on ESPN for some reason. His yeah, uh, Yahoo and Fantrax ADPs are around 129. I think he could crack the top 100. I probably wouldn't pick him there. I think he should get 30 minutes, maybe 30 plus. He'll block some shots. He'll hit some threes. I'm not sure there's huge scope for a big bump in usage, but there is um, there is a lot to get excited about with Jaden McDaniels for this upcoming season. So if he if he did break out and was top 70, I wouldn't be completely surprised. Again, we're never going near him in that range in a draft. You don't need to. Um, but top 100 is probably more realistic, and I think there's a really decent chance of him being, being able to pull that off this season. I wouldn't be... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, too surprised to see a really, really big year from Jaden McDaniels, or if not big, at least a significant step forward on what he's able to do compared to where he was uh, as a rookie last season. All right, guys, I got to tell you about Sweatblock. You probably already know what Sweatblock is because Sweatblock is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant formula that helps people who deal with hyperhidrosis, excessive sweating. It can be a really embarrassing problem, as you're probably well aware if you suffer from this. You're in a meeting, you're talking to your boss, and there's big swimming pools under your arm. Sweat block, you get the wipes, you put them on before you go to bed, wipe your armpits, wake up the next morning, have a wash, go off to work, go off to school, and you're covered. Up to seven days coverage from excessive sweating, which is really just an amazing result with SweatBlock. You might have seen these advertised as well. They've been around for a while on Rachel Ray. They did big tests on a bunch of firefighters which again, is there a hotter environment than working as a firefighter? I don't think so. So go to SweatBlock.com and you can save 20% if you use our promo code which is LOCKEDON. They're also available at Amazon. You can find them at CVS stores as well but SweatBlock.com and the promo code LOCKEDON that gets you to save 20% which is a, uh, a pretty good deal. So go and check that out. SweatBlock is um, the best product that you can find if you deal with excessive sweating Guys, do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the House in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner takes all. Stat Hero is showing you the lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. You sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match that is unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. All right, let's look at some sleepers now across uh, fantasy platforms. And this is a team I think that is being slept on just in general. Uh, I think they're a chance to mix it up for the playing situation. I think that a lot of their guys are being significantly um, underrated from a fantasy point of view as well. Let's start with the big fella, Carl Anthony Towns. He's ranked ninth on Yahoo, ninth on Fantrax, and seventh on ESPN. Like, they are some ridiculous numbers. Now, last year, it wasn't his best year for sure, he finished eighth. Right, with some injuries there. 34 minutes a night. If you can get him at nine, or even seven, I, I think it's ludicrous. I, I don't think he should fall outside the top six. Probably outside the top five. I would have him in that top five mix with Jokic, Curry, Harden, and Antetokounmpo. Yeah, at nine is thievery. Absolute thievery to get him at nine. Uh, real, real value in Townsie uh, at that spot. Let's look at Goose, Anthony Edwards. Edwards was pretty poor to begin last season and then unbelievable to end last season. Now, at the end of last season, there was no Beasley. Um, Russell was in and out and coming off the bench and Rubio was starting at times and all of that sort of stuff. But the fact that they've got Anthony Edwards listed as a 67 rank on Yahoo and 63 on ESPN with a uh, with a fan Oh, so His fan track is actually right, 57. I think he's a real shot to get into fourth round type range, top 48, top 50 at least. 67 is ludicrous for Anthony Edwards. He's going to get lots of shots. He showed an ability to hit threes at a higher level. He showed some passing. His steal rate was really good. Now, he can fluctuate a little bit with his steal numbers. That is a bit of a risk. But I still think that him at 67 is pretty, pretty high-level value. I also think D'Angelo Russell is a good value. He's 78 on Yahoo. He's 70 on ESPN. He's 75 on Fantracks. Last year was not great for him. He played 28 minutes a night and he was ranked 81st. I think we expect him to play more than 28 minutes a night this year. And yes, he does have seemingly consistent problems with his knees. And that is a risk for sure. But I'm okay with that. If I can get him at 78, if I can get him at 75, there's a legitimate chance he could, could smash through the top 50. He does have some issues with free throw percentage and field goal percentage. And some usage will drop down with Anthony Edwards getting that. But those numbers, and especially in a points league, where, and Anthony Edwards even more so. Anthony Edwards is top 35, top 40 for points leagues. Russell should be top 50 for points leagues. Um, the fact that he's ranked that low is pretty ridiculous to me. And uh, I can see myself with a lot of Towns, Edwards, and uh, Russell in drafts this year. Talked about Jaden McDaniels already, but he's ranked 120th on Yahoo, unranked on ESPN, or 128 at Fantrax. I reckon your yeah, top 100, 105, 110, that sort of area. So there's a little bit of value in grabbing him. We've spoken about him quite a bit. And then Malik Beasley, who's an interesting one. On Yahoo, he's at 176. That's very low. Last year, he was the 92nd ranked player. He played 33 minutes a night. Now, I do not expect Malik Beasley to do that again this year. I don't expect him to get the 33 minutes even or have the same level of usage or be featured as much as he was with Anthony Edwards taking a step forward and hopefully D'Angelo Russell playing more and Carl Anthony Towns not being injured. We hope that Beasley isn't injured as well because he ended the season without hamstring problem. I just I don't see him getting to 92, but at 176 that's out of the purview of 12 team leagues. That's ridiculous. Like that's nonsense. He should be a guy in that 110 to 120 range. Um, same in points leagues. There's just tremendous value in getting him in that area. Well, Nas Reid, this is just a deeper league one, but Nas Reid played 19 minutes a game last year. He was the 181st first-ranked player. Yahoo's got him at 292. you got to scroll down a fair bit. Now, his ADP is up at 139, so be aware of that. Fantrax has got him at 174. ESPN's got him at 177. Maybe he's not a top 200 player this year, but maybe he is. Regardless, 290 is a ludicrously low number for Naz Reid. And I don't think that... Um, yeah, I don't think we should be looking at him there and going, well, there's... Yeah, that's that's the level that Nas Reid should be sitting at. He is better than that. He should be better than that. He will be better than that. I have a uh, pretty high confidence that he will beat that number uh, pretty comfortably. If we look on the other side of things, we're looking at busts. Um, I talked about Beasley being a sleeper, and this is why sleepers and busts are all... It's all relative. On ESPN, he's ranked at 97 I just don't buy that. As I said, he was 92nd last year. So, you you could make an argument that he gets back to that level. Sure. I just don't see it with more Edwards, more Russell, more Towns. Maybe fewer minutes for Beasley. Maybe it is in a bench role. I don't know. I I just would not want to bank on him being the same guy as last year. He was 83rd in points leagues as well. So really, really good. I, I wouldn't be spending a top 100 pick, but I would happily spend a top 170 pick which is with that massive contrast between where he sits on ESPN and where he sits on Yahoo and where you're drafting, you're really making a, a difference in terms of the players that you're getting and the value guys that you're targeting and the guys that you are looking to avoid, which I think Beasley is. They've also got Josh Okogie, uh listed at 252 on Yahoo. And while Okogi might start, he played 20 minutes a game last year and couldn't crack the top 320. He's just a really, really poor fantasy option. And this is only of use to twenty-team leagues or thirty-team leagues, really. But yeah, you know, at two fifty-two, there's just there are there are going to be other guys around in that area. Like we just talked about someone before with Naz Reid at two ninety-two, that you're going to much prefer over Joshua Kogi at that position. There's just no need to uh, to be say reaching, but in a deep league scenario, you are reaching for him at that spot. I just don't really think that's all that necessary. It is necessary, though, if you're looking for parts for your car, to head to rockauto.com. Why would you want to get in your car, travel out to a local chain auto parts store or car dealership, and wait while the bloke behind the counter gets the parts that you want on your computer, and then he only offers you the brand that their warehouse carries and charges you more money for that privilege? You have access to rockauto.com on your phone or on your computer at home, and you can just find those parts for your car really easily. RockAuto.com is an online family business who have been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com, find the parts that you need and why would you spend 30, 50, 70, 100% more for those parts for your car? Visit RockAuto.com, check out the range of all the parts that are available for your car or truck and in there, how did you hear about us box? right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Let's go and look at some deep league flyers now. Guys that we can look either as a um last pick in the last pick in a standard league or a deeper league sort of player. Jared Vanderbilt. At this point, Vanderbilt is not signed. I fully expect him to be signed. I, I don't know what Gerson Rosas is doing but I expect him to be signed. He's a really strong rebounder who gets some steals with high field goal percentage. He had times at being a 12-team league guy last year. I'm not saying I would take him with my last pick in a 12-teamer, but in 14 and 16-team leagues, he is available. He's an interesting sort of guy to have a look at. And he's ranked outside the top 300 on Yahoo. So there is something there. Nathan Knight is a deeper league guy, or at least someone to watch. I really like what Knight can do. I wouldn't be shocked if he took over minutes from Vanderbilt or Reed as well. There's a possibility of that. He is a two-way guy. Just watch that. Leandro Balmaro is coming across, most likely. Although, like Lee's other guys, hasn't signed yet. He's not ranked anywhere. I don't even know if he's available to add on any of these sites. Keep an eye on him. I could see Balmaro finding himself into a role on this team regularly. Maybe some poor shooting numbers, but some interesting passing type stats from Balmaro. And then Patrick Beverly as a deeper league guy. He's ranked 233rd on Yahoo, 205 on ESPN. I think he beats the top 200. yeah, 16-team leagues. You've got to pay some attention to to Patrick Beverly there. But remember, he is on this team because not everyone will remember uh, the fact that he was traded uh, as many times as he was. And then lastly, let's look at the rest of the players here. We've got the artist, formerly known as Torian Prince, who I think is going to get nice backup minutes. I don't think we need to get too excited about him. He's probably like a 220, 250-type ranked player uh, as a backup there behind Jaden McDaniels. There's Nathan Knight, who we just talked about. Jake Lehman. Um, not really thinking that Lehman's going to play huge amounts. He's going to be an absolute fantasy non-factor. There's Jordan McLaughlin, who still isn't signed as well, but I I do believe he's coming back too. The problem is now with Patrick Beverly, he's probably not going to get huge opportunities to be that backup point guard. Jalen Noel, who might get a look in. Now, he's a very high usage um, shooting guard type player. That has value, but he just needs a lot of injuries to really be a fantasy relevant sort of guy. So don't get overly excited there. And then there's their two-way guy McKinley Wright, the fourth point guard who I think's got a little bit of upside. Maybe the fact that they've got Wright and they've got Bolmaro and they've got Beverly, they won't they won't bring back McLaughlin. Um, but M- M- McKinley Wright's an, an interesting enough player. In terms of the guys, so if we're looking at this, I think Towns is a real steal, a top five guy. I think you're looking at Edwards and Russell as top 50 points, these guys for sure. um, And guys around that 50 to 60 type range in category leagues with some decent value. McDaniels around that 100 mark. Beasley around the 110, 120 sort of an area with some upside to get better as well. And then you go down to be a Beverleys and Vanderbilts and Reeds in in your deeper league type scenarios for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That does it for them. I hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, Please leave a thumbs up on the YouTube video. Leave a comment down below. Hit the notification bell. And so you don't miss any episode because they're coming thick and fast. Make sure you're following this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Odyssey app on YouTube. Do all those things that I mentioned already, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.